Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Proverbs 12 says this. Some people make cutting remarks. You see, the language we use to communicate with one another is like a surgeon's scalpel. In the hands of a skilled surgeon, beautiful things take place. All of us have experienced that. In the hands of a careless surgeon, disaster happens. So it is with our words. There's a saying, talk is cheap. This refers to the importance of deeds over empty words. While actions certainly have their place, words, all words, have their usefulness too. Pastor Mark will be teaching today what the Bible has to say about words. You'll discover that in the scripture, words have great meaning. Pastor Mark will show that all words that are spoken affect people, whether it be for good or for bad. You'll learn the value you need to place on your words so that you bring honor to God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, Truth or Lies. When thinking about lies, let me give you these two statements. Number one, you know when you're lying. And there's someone else, God. So when I'm lying, I know it. And God knows it. That's all that really matters. Now, there are times in the Bible that a gift of discernment is given to somebody. And they can tell that you're lying. Remember Peter? Acts chapter 5. God gave him the, he says, well, what do you mean? What'd you do with that money? Then lie. Why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? So be careful as we move through this. Let me give you three little keys to write. While you're doing that, getting ready, turn to James, James in the Bible, almost to the end of the Bible, the New Testament, James chapter three. First thing you want to write is this. The means of lying is our tongue. James chapter three. And we go to verse two. Notice what James says. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn that whole animal. Or we take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they can be steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a 
a small little spark. And the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. What does James say? James simply says this, that that little muscle between our teeth, that human tongue, is a very small part of our body, but it has the power to rule our whole body. And in fact, to rule a nation, to ruin a country, a nation, and a church, and an individual. The tongue, Proverbs 18, 21 says, can bring death or life. So we have great potential in our mouths. It all depends what the native language is. So the first thing is, the means of lying is our tongue. Here's the second thing to write. The source of lying is our heart. Do you ever hear someone say this? They say something, went, oh, I'm, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Because it came out very negative, very critical. Well, the problem is, it wasn't the tongue's problem. And they would say, oh, I don't think that at all. I don't know why I said it. No, they're lying right there. You know why? Because it didn't come from the tongue. It came from where? It came from the heart. See, the source of lying is not my tongue. My tongue is connected to my spiritual being, my heart. Luke 6.45, listen. The good man brings good things out of the good things stored up in his heart. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. So it's not a tongue issue. It's a heart issue. The source of lying is our heart. Third thing to write. The manner of lying is our words. The manner of lying is our words. You that are a little older remember this statement. We don't hear it too much anymore. I haven't heard it for a long time, but you'll remember it. Finish it with me. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. You know what that is? That's a lie. How many of you here have ever been hurt by words? Well, sure we have. Without a doubt. So whoever came up with that statement is like weird. Must you know, sign Satan, whatever. It's a lie. It's impossible. Lying does injure. Lying hurts. Proverbs 12 says this. Some people make cutting remarks. You see, the language we use to communicate with one another is like a surgeon's scalpel. In the hands of a skilled surgeon, beautiful things take place. All of us have experienced that. In the hands of a careless surgeon, disaster happens. So it is with our words. Next thing you want to write is this. Do not lie to or about people. Do not lie to or about people. I want you to get ready because you're going to turn to your neighbor and you're going to say this. This teaching is for me. And then you're going to finish and go like this. And it's for you too. And it's for you too. Go ahead. Just turn to your neighbor. Go ahead. Now, which part did you like better? It's for me or? Oh, you too. Yeah, you too. Right there, baby. Yeah. All right. So it's for all of us. 
myself included. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians, you're not far away. Colossians chapter 3, just add a little to the left. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. You see, we can break the ninth commandment in so many ways. Most of us, when we think of lying, only think of lying. But it's untruth in many ways. As you've turned there, let me read to you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. Paul says this, But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Now do not lie to each other, since you've taken off your old self with its practices, and you put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of the Creator. What does that take off and take new have to do? Here's what it is. Paul says, before you came to Christ, let's see if you can get it, review a little bit. Before you came to Christ, who was your spiritual father? Tell me. Satan. What is Satan's native language? Lying, cheating, all kinds of stuff. So that was our lifestyle. We could slander anybody with the best of them. We didn't really care. We could cheat. We could be dishonest. But when you come to Christ... You change, you change kingdoms, and you put on the new man. Old things are passed away, all things became new, and now your spiritual father is who? Tell me, God. God is the God of truth. Satan's the God of lying. So if you're call yourself a Christ follower, then your lifestyle has to, well, it has to show that. And see, that's why one day Nicodemus came to Jesus, he was a religious leader, Jesus said to him, Nick, your religion's great, but you have to be born again. You have to change kingdoms. He was honest with him. So notice here, we can break the ninth commandment in so many ways. Slander, gossip, creating false impressions, exaggeration. We can break the ninth commandment by keeping silent when we should say something. We can break it by rumor, flattery, Harsh, unkind, cutting words, tearing people down. It's not just outright lies. It's all of those things. Let me give you these three to think about. Slander, rumors, and gossip. Those should not be, among all the rest, in the church. We should not try to tear someone's reputation down Because when we do that, we feel better. I'm not like them. You just turned to your neighbor and said, this one's for me. It's for me too. So understand, Proverbs 10.18 says, whoever spreads slander is a fool. How does slander start? Well, it's like this. Did you hear about... You know what I heard about this? Now, I'm going to tell you this, but only you. And I'm going to tell you this so that you can pray for the person. We laugh, but we're in the process of gossiping and slander. We're getting ready to take somebody and shred them up under the guise of prayer and concern. Now, you might fool the person you're talking to, but you're not fooling God. 
It's slander. You know it. God knows it. Now think about what would you like to be done when that kind of thing happens? What would you like people to do? In the old days, you just slandered by words. Once in a while, a letter. How do we slander today? How do we gossip today? How? How many ways? Twitter? Email? Blogging? A million other ways. You just put one little slander out on a Twitter blogging, what happens in a second? It goes everywhere. So we have to be very careful. If we're going to be Christians, Christ followers, we have to be different. We can't have those kind of things. Listen to gossip. Proverbs 11. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy man keeps a secret. I love Proverbs 17.9. Look at it. He who covers an offense promotes love, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. What does that mean? Should I be a cover-up person? No, what that means is if a person blew it and they sin and they're a Christ follower and they know it and they say to you, I've made it right with the person. I've asked God to forgive me. What should we do about that? Here's some really spiritual words. Shut up about it. Because what? He who covers an offense promotes love. Remember what love is? Love remembers no wrongs. So gossip, slander, half-truths, all this kind of stuff should not be in a church. By the way, if you're a gossip, eventually you will have no friends. Because nobody wants to be your friend. Because you'll eventually gossip about them. And a gossip ends up lonely. Proverbs 26, 20 says, Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. So if you're a gossip, simply remove the wood, and the fire will go out. What happens when somebody comes to you with this juicy tidbit? And they say to you, let me tell you about so-and-so. Here's a way to stop it. Let me tell you about June. Let me tell you about Jim. Here's a way to stop it. Oh, oh, excuse me, just a moment. Let's get Jim to join our conversation, the three of us. Or let's get Judy. And as soon as they're here, you can tell me everything you want to tell me. What would happen? You've removed the wood and the fire goes what? And you feel how big? About that big. But you feel good because... You did the right thing. Who is the one to do that? You are. A mature believer is the one to do it. You stop the gossip. You quit tearing people down. You and I should be building people up. Now turn with me to 1 Peter. You're not far. Go to the back again. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. We're just going to read the first part of this verse, and I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. I want you to see it. Here we go. For the Scriptures say... So what is going to follow? Truth or lies? Oh, that was pretty weak. All right. For the Scriptures say... What's going to follow? Truth or life? Truth. How do I know that? Because the Word of God is what? All true. Here's how it goes. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days. How many want to enjoy life? Let me see your hand. Those of you who aren't raising your hand, what's wrong with you? You're like, depressed or what? 
How many of you want the good life? Let me see your hand. You want the good life. How many of you want to experience many happy days? Let me see your hand. Hallelujah. Well, who is this written to then? You. If you raise your hand, it's written to you. Here's truth. Here's how to have the good life. Here's how to enjoy life. Here's how to have many happy days. Watch what it says. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Now, is that true or not true? It's true. God says, if you want the good life, if you want to enjoy life, if you want many happy days, then simply understand and obey the last part of it. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. And that will bring to me a very encouraging, uplifting, joyous life. All because I control my tongue. Amazing. Let me give you four ways that we do that. Four ways today. Number one, talk less and listen more. Talk less and listen more. Turn to James chapter one. You're real close. James chapter one, verse 19. We need to talk less and listen more. James 1, go down to verse 19. Speaking to the church, James says this, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Why did James say that? Well, listening to what others think rather than interrupting them with our wisdom shows humility. You see, if you and I never listen to people, we're always saying, get done with what you're telling me and not listen to it anyway. You're done now? Okay, now let me give you what the real answer is. That means I'm very prideful. No, we want to listen. Someone has said nature has given to man one tongue and two ears. Should that tell us something? Yes, we should hear twice as much as we speak it. How many remember the Lone Ranger and all that. Speak it with a fork and tongue. I mean, anybody remember that? Fork and tongue. That's what the whole book of James is about. You can't say you're a Christ follower and then you're tearing people down, you're lying, you're slandering, you're gossip, you're telling half-truths, you're exaggerating. No, you can't do that. Now, who should I be listening to? Well, I listen to the people that are talking to me, but I need to be listening to God's Word. Notice, Be quick to listen, quick to listen. We're listening to God's word. Ecclesiastes 5.3 simply says this, too many words make you a fool. That's written to pastors because we speak all the time. Where do we get in trouble? Always speaking. Careful. Proverbs 21.23 says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you'll stay out of trouble. That's pretty common. Right to it, isn't it? Boom. Number two. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. First book, New Testament, Matthew 16. Number two, talk truth. When you think of truth, it goes all the way back to understanding that my sin nature wants to cover up. When we see all these things in Washington, D.C., it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter at all. When we see these people dancing around an issue... We understand what that's like. 
Because everybody in this room, we've danced around an issue. We tried to cover something up when it was an absolute lie. And we danced around the issue as much as we could. We were embarrassed. We didn't want to admit the truth. Well, that's no different than Washington, D.C. We shouldn't be like, well, Washington's all funky and all this stuff. No, we have the same problem. That's their sin nature. The sin nature wants to cover up. You remember when Adam and Eve sinned? They sinned because Eve listened to the lies of Satan. Adam wasn't doing his job. What did they do then? They covered up. They ran. They covered themselves up with leaves. They bo- Adam said, look at this crazy woman you gave me. I would not be having trouble now. I'd be, I'd be naked and loving it, but now i got to put leaves on. And then Eve said, well, it's that serpent that did it. We're no different. We like to cover up. One day... You turn to Matthew 16, I'll be there in a moment. One day Jesus was on trial. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's being interviewed by the religious leaders. The religious leaders, the scribes, they taught the Ten Commandments. I mean, if they tattooed in those days, the Ten Commandments would have been on them. They could tell you everything. The Ninth Commandment, they would know backwards and forwards. They taught all kinds of classes, bar mitzvah classes. I mean, they know it. Listen to what it says in Matthew 26. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death. So what are they doing? Remember, Jesus earlier said to the religious leaders, you can call yourself God's messengers, but your father's Satan. How do I know it? Out of your mouth comes lies. He goes on, but they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward. And what happened with that whole story? Well, you remember they lied about Jesus. That line ended up that the Jews helped murder Jesus. They broke another commandment. All because they didn't talk truth. Well, down in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, let me give you the scenario. Jesus and his disciples are at Caesarea Philippi. And as they're there, Jesus says to his disciples, "Uh, who are the people in town say I am? And of course, they give all these things, John the Baptist and prophets, Old Testament, whatever. And Peter steps forward. By the way, Peter always opened his mouth, quite often to insert foot, but he opened his mouth. This time he got it right. Peter said, Jesus, you're the son of the living God. And Jesus said to Peter, you got it right. But Peter, that didn't come from you. That came from God to you. And then Jesus says to his disciples, the Son of God is going to the cross. He's going to die. Three days later, he's going to be resurrected. And Pete opened his mouth again. And Pete said to Jesus, no, you're not. You're not going to the cross. That's foolishness. Who told you that? The Messiah doesn't go to the cross and die. You heard from Pastor Mark today that God knows when you're lying, and so do you. You were reminded that just like all the other commandments, telling the truth rather than lying is the way to finding God's blessing. Pastor Mark repeated that as a Christ follower, you're supposed to be mimicking the nature and behavior of Jesus rather than that of Satan, your former Lord. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will finish this message, Truth or Lies. You'll hear about some of the ways lying finds its way into the life of the Christ follower and even into the church assembly. Pastor Mark will give you some instructions on how you can root out these damaging behaviors from your own life and how to keep them from creeping back in. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, 10 Living Words. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here